Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, now celebrating its 10th anniversary. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates 10 years of romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Rachel Thompson about her wedding at the Wedding Pavilion with a reception at Italy Isola in Epcot. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose these venues and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Rachel. Hi, how are you? I'm excited to be here. Oh, great. I'm glad to have you on the show today. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. I think we just knew that we wanted to have a Disney wedding. We had been going to Disney all through our relationship and I think at this time in 2019, that's when we started seeing episodes of the Disney fairy tale wedding show. So we knew that they did that, that they had weddings at Disney. So for us, it was already like, all right, we're engaged. Like, let's have a Disney wedding. So (laughs) kind of worked out. So were your friends and family surprised when they found out where the wedding was going to be? I don't think so. I think everyone really expected it. And I there were like a few jokes too, where people were like, I feel like they're having a Disney wedding so they can like force us all to go on vacation and like go to Disney with them. So it was kind of like the running joke through like our wedding planning process. <laughs> <laughs> well, the joke's on them because then they have a fantastic time. So <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? Originally, we had wanted to do, you know, something super small, but of course, it just slowly grew. So we invited about 100 people, which ended up really actually just being like, you know, our closest friends and family. And then we were around that 70 to 80 number for a while. But I think we finally ended up at 56 people, just, you know, with COVID and everything. So yeah, we had about 56 people in the end. Okay, got it. Did you set up a room block for your guests? We did. I believe the first hotel we had on our room block was Pop Century for the value option. And then for the moderate, we chose Coronado Springs. And something unique we did too was we knew that this was going to be November during like the Christmas season. So it would be like more expensive for people for hotels. So instead of offering a deluxe resort, we actually chose the Grand Destino Tower as that like deluxe tier option instead, just so, you know, we felt like everyone wanted to be together in the same place. Um, That seemed to be like the consensus of all the family members and close friends that they just wanted to stay in the same area. So we felt like it was a really great option because honestly, I feel like when I even stayed at Grand Destino Tower, I was like, wow, this feels like a deluxe resort without like the price tag. So we felt like that was kind of your best bang for your buck. That's a great tip. Yeah, definitely. And the lobby is great for photos. Yes, which is something that we didn't plan on doing originally. We we actually stayed at the Polynesian during this whole trip because, you know, you get the 
the free room nights for using your room block. So we ended up staying at the Polynesian. Since we own DVC, we felt like this was like our only time to stay in like those new like Moana themed rooms. Mm. Because, you know, for us, it's like, we wouldn't ever like actually pay cash. I feel like to stay at anywhere on Disney because we have points. So Mm. we were like, you know what, let's use these comp nights just to get those Moana rooms and get that stay in. So that's, That's what we ended up doing. And honestly, our travel coordinator, she was so great. She was amazing. And honestly, like when we walked into our room, it was like probably the best room at the Polynesian. We saw the wedding pavilion. We saw like Magic Kingdom, the rest of Polynesian, Bay Lake. It had to have been like the best view ever. So they did a really great job. That's fantastic. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your wedding? We actually, we wanted to have a weekend wedding, but it didn't end up working out that way. Our original date before we postponed was actually on a Sunday night. I believe it's December 13th, 2020. But once, you know, we started seeing people book for that actual date, we noticed that people were making like a full trip out of it. So, um, you know, when we postponed to a new date, we felt like, we could maybe do like more of a weekday wedding and it wouldn't be such an issue because so many people were actually just taking off like three or four days anyways off of work just to, um, you know, really like make the most of like this trip. We did put in a request, I believe a Saturday or Sunday wedding, and we ended up getting a Tuesday night wedding. (laughs) Um, It honestly wasn't like our first, second or third choice. But you know, for me having like that 5pm or 7.30pm nighttime spot, that nighttime session at the wedding pavilion was really important to me. So it worked out. (laughs) That's great. Now, how did you choose your ceremony and reception venues? For me, you know, I think the ceremony was always like, I wanted to be like a wedding pavilion bride. I grew up cheering and going to Disney World. So I feel like that's something too, that, you know, like me go to Disney as like a kid or something, you always see like, you know, the wedding pavilion and hear about like, you know, so for me, it was just very like, oh, I want that's like where I want to get married. But for the reception space, I I really had like this vision in my head of the theme of like a nighttime enchanted garden going for that sort of theme. So my original reception venue was actually the Tamu Tamu Courtyard back before I postponed my wedding. But I ended up going with Italy Isola actually in Epcot just because you know I really wanted to have like the fireworks of course there but I also felt like it's such like a beautiful space too and that you can really like make it like kind of like this beautiful garden there as well so so it worked out really nicely. That's a great point we're going to talk about the full timeline in a minute but can you talk about for my listeners the timeline of how the reception worked. Sometimes people don't understand how an after hours outdoor inside a park reception works because there are some restrictions like you can't start your DJ till after the park clears and everything. Can you talk a little bit about how you guys made that work? Yeah. So of course, you know, with the ceremony being at 730 and then you have like an 830 set reception you actually have to pretty much arrange transportation for all of your guests. Um, It wasn't really an option. So basically our ceremony was like 7.30 to 8. And then they got all of our guests on the charter bus. And then from the charter bus, they went through security at International Gateway, 
got back on the bus and then they got brought to the American Pavilion and they walked from the American Pavilion backstage to Italy Isola. So they walked during like the park when it was open. They sectioned off the whole section for us and we actually went straight into dinner. And then from dinner, which was around 8.30 to 8.45, then all the way to 9.45 is when the fireworks started. So this was Harmonious. It was actually our second time ever seeing Harmonious. But to be honest, I feel like we didn't really get to watch the show because the photographers and the videographers were like, hold this pose, do this, do that. So I feel like we actually didn't get to see like too much of it. But all of our guests loved it, which is, you know, the most important thing. But yeah, so after the fireworks, what ended up happening is that from dinner, everyone was finishing up dinner and they ended up taking us to our ride mix-in at Soren, which we took the bus backstage again from American Pavilion backstage through Soren. And then this, they advised us that like this was like the best time to like use the bathroom and things like that. And the ride, ride mix-in actually took about, it took a long time. It was about eight 45 minutes, I want to say. And so once we did the ride mix in and we came back, I want to say it was about maybe like 11-ish. I wasn't keeping track of time, um, Mm -hmm. but I do remember when we came back that, you know, our DJ, like he started really like playing the music loudly and they made him like quiet down. Um, So I don't think we had actually gotten like part clear yet. So we ended up cutting our cake to like kill the time until we got like part clear he was playing like music softly it wasn't really like full blast you know it's not like for me I I felt like my guests like didn't notice it so much because you know I know that like they can't play music like loudly until you get part clear but to our guests it was very like oh like he's just playing like low music to be like you know like respectful or whatever you know so people can talk and hear each other you know we're not in like full party mode yet so We had the characters cut the cake with us and get those photos. And then all of our guests got the photos with the characters. And that's about a 30-minute experience. And then from there, we actually did get part clear. But our planner, she wanted to do the toast because we didn't get a chance to do it at dinner. So we actually went back over to Italy Isola. There's a little bridge that connects Italy Isola and Italy west that west part of it and that's really like where the characters came the dj was set up we had a few cocktail tables set up and we cut the cake over there so just for anyone who's like not familiar with the way that italian pavilion italy isola is like connected it's through all these like little bridges so after we did toast it was probably that took probably about like 20 minutes so then at that point we were around like midnight And that's when the DJ really called everyone over to like go dance. I did a dance with my dad first. And then I did my first dance with my husband. And then after that, it was like, you know, a full dance reception. And we kind of just got to, you know, like really start like dancing, relaxing, hanging out with people. So all all around, it was a really, really great experience. And it ended at about 1.30 a.m. I know our guests were, you know, when they first read the invitation, they were like, wow, like this wedding goes like really late. It ends at 1.30 in the morning. And then we were kind of like, oh, no, like people like aren't going to stay that long. We thought a lot of people were going to like drop out at like midnight. But people actually came in on Saturday. And I think they started to understand that like 
in Disney, you run on like that Disney schedule and a lot of events aren't until like later in the night. Like a lot of people were like, oh, like I watched the fireworks at this place. Then I ended up eating dinner like super late. And so they really weren't even going to bed until like midnight, like 1230 anyways. So a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, like the wedding's already over. It's like 130. I want to keep going. I want to keep partying. So actually pretty much everyone stayed until 1.30, which is crazy. I think the only people who left was my flower girl, who was like two. So that's great. Okay, so then for the parts of this event where you were able to use outside vendors, did you use any? I think I used outside vendors whenever I could, just because for me, <laughs> communication is very important to me. And I like to just feel like in control of what's happening. And, you know, many brides have experienced and, you know, I went into this knowing that Disney communication is a little bit spotty and they don't really email you back until they have all the answers. Sometimes like it'll take like a week or two to like get a response from them. So I really tried to just like make my life easier and use outside vendors whenever I could, which was challenging because I was having a reception in the park. So for video, I ended up using Polk Bros. I haven't seen my video yet, but I mean, I could just tell by the way that they were shooting it, that it, was, it looked like the video is going to be fantastic. And honestly, they were amazing to work with. They were really nice and they were really professional. So I would definitely recommend working with them. And then David and Vicky were, I mean, I cannot say enough amazing things about them. And I think like one thing, that I didn't realize either was how much time you actually spend with your videographer and photographers on your wedding day. I feel like I spent more time with them than I did my wedding guests. So I feel like, you know, having people as friendly and as nice as them to like spend the day with, it's nice. You know, they were professional. They were like such a great energy. And like, I just, I loved working with them so much and it made me like feel very special. They made me feel very special on my wedding day too. I had worked with them before, actually, though. I did an elopement in Universal last year because we needed to get legally married. So, you know, I had already hired them for my wedding. I just postponed it. And I was like, you know, like, if you guys want to come take photos in the wizarding world of Harry Potter of us, like, that would be great. And so this is actually my second time working with them. And they nailed it both times. So I'm really excited to see all of my photos from them. We did get a sneak peek, and from the sneak peek, I'm already like, uh, this is the one I'm framing. So <laughs> they were they're really great. And then for my floral, I used Raining Roses for all of my bouquets. They were really nice, too. They were on time. I felt like they were pretty fairly priced. With my bouquet specifically, it was honestly really important to me, and I didn't really give them a budget on it. I was just like, I want it to be huge. I want it to be massive. It's going to be in all my photos. Like the bouquet is like very important to me. And they even let me, I, I was actually in Orlando and they let me come in and do like a mock-up, even though it was just for, I think it was like four bouquets and then like seven like boutonnieres. It wasn't like a very big order for them. And they still like let me come in and do a mock-up, which was just a really great experience. And then for, of course, the steamer. I use Caroline Allen. And then for hair and makeup, I used Beauty Special. They were really great too. In full disclosure, I did do my own makeup. I actually work in skincare and 
I actually went to school for cosmetics and fragrance. So I did do my own makeup. So <laughs> I don't want anyone to like judge their work based on my makeup. But they did an amazing job on like my mom, all my bridesmaids, they really loved like their hair and makeup. They did do my hair. I was really happy with that too. So they did a great job. And I told them I was like, I literally said to them, I was like, please use all the hairspray in the world. Like, I do not want my hair to fall. So my hair actually stayed curled all day. So they did a good job. Wow, that's great. Now, how did you choose your officiant? I found most of my vendors through, you know, the Facebook community of brides. And honestly, I I felt like choosing my officiant was one of the more hard decisions I had to make. I ended up going with Catherine Tiamundi just because I felt like when I talked to her, you know, me and me and my husband are both like very shy. We're not like very like social at first, but um, I really felt like I could talk to her. We could tell her things. She was very easy to communicate with. And then too, you know, she's, she's British and she has the amazing British accent and there's that. And then she also, I felt like the way she was talking, I felt like she could deliver something that was like more unique to like a Disney wedding. I maybe like, you know, she, she puts like some magical phrases if you want them into like your ceremony script. And a lot of people said, she was like, wow, like that officiant was very like well-spoken and she was really great. So I really, I cannot say enough great things about her either. There was a funny moment though, during our ceremony where I think she suggests, she gives you different ideas of things you can do during your ceremony to make it different or unique or, um, you know, just bring attention to something that, you know, is special to you. And the one thing she suggested was giving roses to her moms. But she said, it's best if you like keep it a surprise. (laughs) And so we did. And so when we went through our rehearsal, we didn't practice that part. And then when we, when we were actually at our ceremony and she was like, I would like to call forth their moms. And then they both like looked at each other and there was like a moment where like neither of them like stood up. They just like looked at each other, like what's going on? (laughs) And so we both had to be like, uh, mom, mom, come here. Like, (laughs) and everyone was like laughing because they just like did not stand up or understand like what was going on. So um, (laughs) I'm sure like it would have been cute. I mean, I guess it's still cute, but I can't wait to see like the video where that plays out because it was really funny and it was kind of like the icebreaker to the ceremony. That's great. Can you talk a bit about the entertainment you chose for your ceremony and your reception? For our ceremony, which I highly recommend, um, this is honestly, I think, one of the most underrated choices and it's actually something my husband suggested because he works a lot with music we actually had a harpist and a cellist play during our ceremony we didn't have an organist play at all and it was just the most like beautiful entrance music ever like everyone was crying it was so beautiful and then what's really great about that is that they actually came to like the first hour of dinner since our reception like directly followed our ceremony. So they actually played during the ceremony and then during dinner. So it was, it was really nice. And then of course we had a DJ at the end of the night. We had JW, 
he was really great. I think he's one of the more popular ones, but um, he was very good at being like, okay, we don't have part clear. You're going to cut your cake now. Okay. Like, <laughs> you know, like he gave us really good direction and it felt like it felt very seamless, even though, you know, we knew we were killing time to get part clear. I just, I don't think our guests noticed. I thought they thought, oh, he's a really great DJ. He's, but he really was kind of like going off the cuff on like, okay, we're going to do the toast. And then we like, I, the direction I gave him was that I know people are giving a toast. I don't know who is giving a toast. So he was like, okay. Um, so he worked around that really nicely too. And also one of the unique things was that my husband actually wrote our first dance song and he was able to actually play it. So he was able to like get the file, play it and everything. So that was also something that was really great about using him. Wow, that's wonderful. Can you talk a bit about how it worked with the characters? And did you pick any special outfits for them? We had Mickey and Minnie at the time. You know, they had to be socially distanced. They could take pictures with us cutting the cake, but there had to be that, I guess, the wall of bushes. I call it the COVID bush. Um, (laughs) But and it was honestly one of like the biggest stressors for me, like for the wedding was that bush. But the photos are really great. So I mean, in a way, you can tell it, it doesn't look like it was because of COVID. It, you know what I mean? I, I won't look at that picture like, you know, 10 years from now and be like, oh, yeah, like I had, you know, my wedding during COVID. Like it looks like a very timeless picture. So that was definitely one of the things that I was worried about that didn't end up being a big deal. And then did you pick special outfits for Mickey and Minnie? We chose the gold outfits. Thinking about it later, I wish we had asked if we could have them in in like a Christmas outfit, Um, but I don't think they would have gone for that. But, but I wish I had at least asked. So. Right. Okay. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you would recommend? I think everyone says this. I mean, I heard it from recommendations too. Of course, the cheeseburger egg rolls, they are such a staple I always look for that cart when I go to Magic Kingdom myself because I love them so much. And I was like the biggest advocate at my wedding, like, make sure you get a cheeseburger egg roll. And people are like, what are you talking about? Like, what is this? Because they had never <laughs> been to Disney before. Um, and I was like, you just, you don't understand. You have to try it. And then one thing that I didn't really understand until I tried it was the chicken and waffles that they offer. That was fantastic. And I didn't end up trying that until the tasting but once we had it at the tasting I was like okay like we need to add this to our menu it's amazing and then one thing we kept telling people that we were having at our wedding because we live in New Jersey so you know a lot of Italians were like coming to our wedding I was like no like we're having like the Alfredo dish and they were like what do you mean you're having Alfredo at your wedding and I was like no this is the best Alfredo you'll ever have I swear by it like trust me (laughs) and they're like, Rachel, no, like, you don't know what you're talking about. And they ended up being like, wow, like this Alfredo is is really good. So yeah. And then for the cake flavors, we had a really hard time picking the cake because I felt like everything was really good from that bakery. But ultimately, we went with two different flavors. We had an almond cake with a raspberry buttercream filling as our bottom layer and then the middle layer was chocolate with the peanut butter cream cheese just so you know you could either have if you have a chocolate lover they had a piece of cake 
that was for them. Or, um, you know, if you wanted, if someone wanted something like more traditional, um, they also were able to have like that good almond raspberry buttercream cake. So, and on everything was good with that raspberry buttercream. That was really the standout filling for us. That's great. Did you add any other events to your day, like a welcome party? We thought about it. We originally had a dessert party for Fantasmic planned out. But, you know, at at this point in the planning process, like once COVID really hit, you know, we weren't sure when fireworks were coming back. Um, So we were just a little hesitant to actually like book a dessert party or a welcome party. Um, But we did end up actually arranging for everyone to go to the the after hours Christmas event. It was on Sunday and our wedding was on Tuesday. And most of the wedding party, like like all of our guests actually went to the Christmas party, which was actually really fun. Um, we actually planned it planned that like, you know, maybe like a few months before the actual wedding because, you know, this was the it just came back so we were like hey like I think everyone you know like if they're up for it we should do this we kind of made it optional um but it really worked out everyone wanted to do it everyone had a fantastic time they definitely thought it was like worth their money um so it it was really great and then um we actually did our rehearsal brunch um our rehearsal was on Sunday morning and we did that at homecoming in Disney Springs which Everyone said the food, again, was, like, phenomenal. It was a great experience, too, because that's where we also got to see, like, a lot of people who didn't want to go to the parks or anything. You know, going to Disney Springs is free. So we were able to see a lot of people that way, too, by, you know, like, being at Disney Springs and after the rehearsal brunch, being able to hang out with those people as well during the trip. That's a great tip. Now, I know we talked about a detailed timeline of the reception, but can you give my listeners a timeline of how the whole day fit together? Yes. (laughs) We actually, that Monday night before the wedding, we actually did a drink around the world in Epcot. So I don't know if I would recommend that if you do not have a nighttime wedding, because I will say the only reason I actually like organized that was because I was like, oh, we you know, we have this 7.30 p.m. reception time, like people will have time to like recover in the morning. Um, And for the most part, most people were like, were, you know, they woke up, they were fine, they didn't drink too much. But we did have a few stragglers who like didn't really get their life together. One of his groomsmen like, didn't really like get his life together until like around noonish. But um, so basically, what my husband did was he actually arranged for um, the groomsmen to have like a brunch at, I believe it's um, at the Contemporary, it's Steakhouse 71. So the, the groomsmen actually woke up um, and, you know, they took their time. They had a 11 a.m. reservation at Steakhouse 71. Um, and so, you know, that really kind of was like a good thing for them to kill time because obviously guys don't take as long as girls to get ready um so after that they got ready a little bit after that and they got ready at bay lake tower um and then they had to actually head over to where i was getting ready at about um 2 3 o'clock so how my day went was um i actually booked a suite at the grand Destino tower just um because i felt like if any of my bridesmaids or anything like forgot anything, like it would be, 
easier for them to like rent to their rooms because everyone was staying at Coronado. <laughs> um, so, you know, it was easy for them like logistically to get to Grand Destino Tower. Um, and so we started getting ready at, I want to say 1130 in the morning. Um, my steamer actually came at 9am. So I, I went over early. Um, my mom booked the room. So she actually stayed in the room. Um, so I went over early, I hung out with my mom. And then, um, you know, the, the hair and makeup people started coming in. And then my bridesmaids started coming in. We started getting ready at 1130. Um, then my first look with my dad was at three o'clock. So we actually did that first look in front of the big Christmas tree that's down downstairs um, in the Grand Destino lobby. Um, so I did that with my dad and then they were getting Jason. They were taking him out back into that courtyard um, that's like in front of the, the lake, but behind the tower. Um, and that's where I did my first look with Jason. So that was also, it was also a very beautiful spot. So I would definitely like recommend um, doing photos there too, because it is really beautiful. It's very airy. Um, they had some Christmas decorations up too. So, I, and I could have sworn because I was like, I feel like I just saw this lobby like two days ago and like the Christmas trees weren't here. I was like, did this happen overnight? But um, I was happy to get like some photos in front of like Christmas trees and stuff for the wedding. Um, but yeah, we did a lot of our bridal party photos there. Um, and then we left um, to go to the Grand Floridian. We arranged um a few vans to pick us all up, um, the whole like wedding party up. And we got to the Grand Floridian at around 5 p.m. Um, I wasn't staying at the Grand Floridian, um, so I wasn't allowed to really like take photos there until 5 p.m. Or I would have tried to like, you know, get like some like earlier day photos just because, you know, like when you have a wedding in like November, December, um, you know, you're really like fighting for sunlight <laughs> you know I really wanted those like daytime pics at the Grand Floridian but um we ended up getting some like really nice sunset pictures there too outside at the Grand Floridian which was amazing so yeah we ended up we took photos at the Grand Floridian um and then from the Grand Floridian they took me over to the wedding pavilion at about six fifty. that's when my van picked me up one thing that was kind of a bummer was there was another bride at the Grand Floridian taking photos. And, you know, for me, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, I couldn't go to the Grand Floridian because another bride was there, which I totally understood. So I got ready at a different spot. I arranged like a different place to do photos. And then when I had like my allotted time to like take photos at the Grand Floridian, it was like there was another bride there. And, mm. you know, it didn't necessarily like bother me, you know, that's it's fine. But, um, you know, I feel like that was like their number one rule that like you couldn't right. one bride like shouldn't see another bride. And then of course, you know, when we were inside the Grand Floridian with the masks and stuff, um, it was, she, she wanted to take photos on the staircase, but then my photographer was like, no, like this is her time to take photos on the staircase. So it was a little bit messy. Interesting. Okay. So they brought me from the van at around seven into the wedding pavilion, the bridal seat in there. They were still setting up a little bit. So I was a little bit worried. Um, but, you know, of course, like it's Disney, like, I feel like they like really like, 
you know, turn things around really quickly. So the ceremony started right on time. Um, and then the ceremony was from 7.30 to probably around like 7.45. It was actually pretty quick, um, maybe 7.50. And then they took out all of our guests. Um, we did a, we actually went around to um, picture points, get photos. And then after we did some photos there, um, we actually did a staged exit of um, a pedal toss. I had actually looked into doing pedal cannons, but um, I feel like we actually got better photos doing a pedal toss, which is about $1,000 cheaper. Um, so that is also like a good tip if you want like a staged exit <laughs> to like go with the pedal toss. And did I see that you also got fireworks photos? After we did our staged exit, and, you know, everyone was talking, the vans and the cars were coming around to pick everyone up. Um, the enchantment fireworks started because we forgot that Tuesday was um, an after hours night. So the fireworks go off at 8 p.m. Um, so once like the fireworks started, like our photographers and videographers were like, go, like go to the bridge because like on that bridge, you can still get like firework photos. Uh -huh. um, so that was a very nice surprise that we actually, I think we actually got photos like at the wedding pavilion with fireworks too, which we actually didn't plan. I, I, I feel like people were like, I feel like you planned this. And I was like, no, like we actually had no idea. We didn't think about it, but yeah, no. So it was, it was really nice. It was great. That's also a good tip. If anyone like has like a nighttime wedding, try to plan it around like some sort of like event or something where the fireworks go off early because you get free fireworks. <laughs> so when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects of the event where you focused your attention or your budget? I would definitely say guest experience. Of course, I wanted everyone to experience um, the things I loved about Disney, which is really, you know, the characters, fireworks. Um, I know to like my friends and family, um, you know, the drinks and the dancing was also very important. So we incorporated that for sure with the ride mix in and having Mickey and Minnie. And then, you know, personally for me, I, I feel like I had like this vision in my head. Um, and so really the floral and the, the decor was really important to me. I definitely put some money towards that as well. That's great. And then which aspects were less important where you saved your money or your effort? I would probably say, I hate to say this, but um, the carriage, because the carriage is a pretty steep price. Um, and, you know, when I brought it up to my planner, she was kind of like, you know, the carriage, you, nobody really sees you arrive in it because they're already at the wedding pavilion inside. And when you leave, you know, it's, it's like a staged exit. And so they only see you for a short period and then you get out of the carriage and you actually like have to take like a car over to your reception space. Um, and then also like my planner advised, like since I had such a tight timeline to get from my, my ceremony to the reception, she advised against it. So I felt like I definitely saved some money there, but um, that and I think wedding favors is where I felt like, I saved the most money. Like I gave people separate um, like welcome bags, but I felt like the wedding favors um, at the actual wedding too is where we saved some money. That's a great tip. What ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? I think definitely the ride mix in. Um, I know I've ridden Soren a million times, but there's something about 
writing it with all of like just your friends and family um and maybe that's something specific to soren because it could actually fit us fit us all on like one like ride through um but i really loved like being able to like experience that with like my whole like group of people because it was really fun it was funny um and you know i was in a huge ball gown and i still got to ride soren i don't know how they made it work um <laughs> They, I looked like a cupcake, like they took photos of me and my ball gown is literally up to my ears. But it was it was a really great time. <laughs> and then did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? I had some issues with the floral. They definitely I had a lot of floral that was actually missing. But I did get a refund from Disney on what was missing. I think they just messed up the order or ran out of time. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, it's your wedding day. And, you know, it's like, I wasn't going to be upset about it because, you know, you only get that day once. So it's like, I'm not going to like, nobody knew that it was not there. You know, that's Mm -hmm. something that I only knew. So I didn't really like let it ruin my day, but I did get my money back for the floral that wasn't there. It was a lot. I'm not going to lie. We ended up getting about, I think 5,000 back in floral, Wow. (laughs) which is, Yeah. Yeah, so that was like a big whoops, but um, it's not like my photographer didn't show up or something, so right. it wasn't the end of the world. That's good, yeah. Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be? I don't think so. I think the overall trip I was very like worried about, just about, you know, like making sure I saw everyone and, you know, I had enough plans for like for everyone's taste or, you know, like what they wanted to do, but it really worked out um, because, you know, you, you really just can't like plan someone's vacation. You just kind of have to like let them do it how they want to do it. And you know what? It's like, I told people, this is where I'm going to be on what day. If you want to see us, come see us. Like this is where we're spending our time. Um, and for the most part, it really worked out because a lot of people were like, all right, like you're drinking around the world Epcot on Monday, you're doing the Christmas party you're going to Disney Springs. Cool. We'll see you there. Like, you know, so I felt like that was the one thing it was, I was worried that people weren't going to be entertained and, or I wasn't going to see people. And I'm like, it's, it's Disney world. Like I'm sure everyone had a great time. So I feel like I, I stressed out a lot about that. <laughs> huh. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? I would definitely say, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people get frustrated Um, or they feel like they're bothering their planner, or they're following up too much. Um, I mean, I would just continue like, to stress, like, you know, at the end of the day, like, (laughs) you know, you're never going to like talk to your planner or anything again. And at the end of the day, you know, it's their job to like, communicate with them, follow up with them. Um, If something if you're worried that they're not understanding your vision, you know, just be super clear with them and be like, you know what, like, I'm not really sure what you're imagining. Can you send me a picture of it? Um, of what you're planning. Can you do a mock-up or something like that? You know, I think communicating with them and really staying on top of it is um, something that I wish I had done more of instead of, you know, them being like, okay, this is the arch we're doing. Here's a picture of like, like an inspiration picture of what it'll look like. Um, And then I didn't talk to like my floral planner for, you know, like two months. She was a little bit hard to catch. So, um, I wish I had just followed up a little bit more with her on that for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, And then also, you know, just enjoy it. It goes by really fast. Um, And, 
you know, definitely make sure you have that moment where you're not taking photos or like worried about the videographer, like just have a moment to like, really like soak it in and be like, you know, like I'm with all my friends and all my family and just like enjoy the moment. Um, and at the end of the day, always remember that, like, I feel like I had the biggest like goof up, like they like literally like my ceremony floral was like not there. And I still like, it was the best day ever. So honestly, like, it doesn't matter what happens, it'll be the best day ever. So at the end of the day, so that's that. And I feel like that's so cliche, because I always heard it from other brides, but I I feel like it's true. So, (laughs) so yeah, that's, that's my final advice. (laughs) That's great advice. Well, Rachel, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in planning a wedding or a vow renewal at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much. It was so nice to meet you and to be on your show. (laughs) That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. <laughs>